This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Guess what, guys? We're doing a movie tonight. It's been forever, and I'm so fucking excited. Hold on a second. You got to redo that because it's Masters of the Cinematic Universe live. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, then you got to redo this artwork because it still says regular. But yes, now we're live, and we're going to be doing this live from now on, uh, unless this just live. completely like fails. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We'll see how this road test. This is a road test today. Yeah. Well, when yeah. anything says like live, that's really just code for like not as good. Uh, I mean, our live <laughs> show was was excellent. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like lie. That was really freaking good. That um, was good. Yes. That was fun, man. Yeah. Ah, Michael McVeigh live. RJ, what's up? Um. <clears throat> so, so 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 check this out, guys. Not only are we gonna go live. Uh huh. But we're also gonna hopefully play the movie clips where you could watch them with us on this, which is why we're tiny in the bottom of the screen and the rest of it's a big screen because that's where we're gonna play the movie clips. Yes, that should be really cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, until uh, Facebook decides we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> that's true. They could do that at any moment. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Mary? You see, said go live. Yeah, we got a bunch of people watching yeah. too. Um, so Excellent. this this should, in all like intentions, be fun. The, yes. the, the intention is to have fun, but uh, will we? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to have a say. blast. Screw you all. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love that, Doug. So uh, let, let's go around with a little uh, round of what's new. Tiny Joseph O'Rourke. Sorry, I love that comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, dad's wife, Mary. Uh, I love it. I'm really tiny Joseph. Yep. That's my uh, nickname now. <laughs> it's okay. He's just mad because last time I told I saw him, he, he me and him always do this thing like who's taller. He's like I'm taller than you, and I'm like yeah horizontally. And then oh crap, she, God damn. Uh, she laughed hard for about a solid forty five seconds and uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't catch it. her breath. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's new, guys? Tell me some good. All right, I'll tell you what's new. I'll tell you what's new. I had a where do I start? Yesterday. Um, was a busy day. I drove in the morning to my band's rehearsal space to pick up equipment, drove to Melbourne, and we played an outdoor show. It was a mem uh, memorial for Mike D, uh, who unfortunately passed away. It was my first time in an experience like that, like playing live music basically at not someone's funeral, but that, you know, that's yeah. kind of the vibe. So it was, it was totally, it was so different, man. It was really cool. It was really cool to see like, you know, the punk community come together like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were raising money for the family and um, it was, it was, it was like really emotional. Um, 
we got done with our set and they basically the family came on stage and basically uh eulogized so oh wow i was like trapped behind my amp like crying (laughs) (laughs) it was it was really really um you know heartfelt and moving and all that so that was my morning we opened the show at like 11 a.m and then i is that morning with a u yes that was my wow very good you (laughs) i'm see it's the zingers that i miss Ah, yes it's the razor sharp wit well Um, well just a little backstory you know after the band today to remember i started a band called the morning after but it was spelled (laughs) m-o-u-r because after a day to remember is the morning after that's true such a fucking emo i love it so much (laughs) i wish you still had enough hair to put one bang over your eye me too me too. Me too. Dude, I started growing my hair. It's a sad state of affairs up here, buddy. I don't know. I'm not taking my hat off. Good. My my hairline used to be a line. I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> what was, if Doug's on this cast, I can't take my hat off because there's no way compared to that glorious head of hair. No, here. look at that shit. I know. He's got a young man's head. He really does. I got a watermelon head. Old man, old man <laughs> dick, but a young man. No, <laughs> That's 100% true. <laughs> all right but now i gotta was... be good because i just noticed that uh, my daughter my daughter-in-law just i just saw that so i was like i was like perfect which means tim may tim may be watching too uh, hey guys hey hello also yeah that was my morning and then i drove i hauled ass back to orlando because my kids two of them were singing at the solar bears game the national fucking anthem so um you know like the, the school chorus or whatever so we went to the Solar Bears game. It was the whiteout game, which uh, sounds racist, but it's actually, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome, man. I got to see my kids go out on the ice and sing, and uh, we watched the game. It was a really good hockey game. I'm not like Excellent. a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I don't know like uh, the quote unquote rules of hockey or like quote unquote how many periods there are or things like that. But I'm a quick learner. There was blood on the ice. Oh wow! Yeah. There, so this guy, again, you got to excuse my the the loose terminology <laughs> I'm using. This guy, fucking slap shotted this puck harder than I've ever seen anyone do that before. Right? And it went directly into the side of this motherfucker's head. Oh, just boom! Ouch! And immediately blood started pouring out of somewhere, like his fucking ear or something. Like oh, something. man. And it was all over the ice. And they got him out. And then it was, like, fascinating to watch the cleanup crew because they, like, poured some stuff on it and made it, like, uh, a solid. And then they just started scraping it. Scraping it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, they don't want to have that reminder on the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That's Jamie Davis. That was Jamie Davis. That's an amazing. (laughs) I I had to put that one up on the the screen. That is so great. Jamie said, how much is the Patreon tier that lets Eric voice my inner monologue? (laughs) Eric really does have the best voice. We'll talk after the show. (laughs) (laughs) That that wins the comments so far. Um, That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. But that's about it for me, man. Just... uh, you know, just an action-packed week, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring the energy level back up. So, uh, so that's where we're at. Doug, what is new with you, my friend? Uh, I'm going to be a bachelor again for uh, ten days or so. Eric is heading to Sweden uh, tomorrow. So, 
And I even got out of having a driver to the airport, which is great. <laughs> Our friends drivers. Nice. I didn't even have to go to Boston tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I can't say I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, that's a lot of responsibility on me to keep me and Dan alive for 10 days <laughs> without her year. So, you know, uh, yeah, she's, she's uh, prepped a lot of food for us that will uh, be heating up. And, you know, otherwise it's just been the usual. Um, Tim's doing great. He's doing really well. He's, they're actually down in Boston now. They've got a checkup tomorrow. And uh, so they came down today. Um, so yeah, if they're still on, hello guys. Hope you're all settled into the hotel. Um, but yeah, he's doing great, which means I'm doing great. So other than that, things are cool. That's amazing. Yep. Um, dude. Yeah. If, Tim, if you're there, I need you to know how much you've made me cry over the last couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I really need you to know that. Like Don't worry. Other- we, we've made him cry a lot too. So you yeah. got even. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Joe, what's new with you, man? Man, I've been doing a whole lot of nothing lately. It's been kind of like good and bad at the same time. Um, like I went outside today, my car was completely yellow, so it's that time of year again. Uh, so if you see me cough but don't hear me, it's because I'm being courteous and muting my mic. But I've been <laughs> coughing nonstop because you know the trees decided they were gonna have their way all over me. It's a uh, I could draw some AI art about it, but you know, <laughs> I don't think it's necessary at this point. We we all know what trees do and their disgusting, <clears throat> filthy habits. Um, yep. I uh, I did watch Twisted Metal, which we talked about last time. This is fucking phenomenal. Uh, Isn't it great? Yeah, I'm ready Isn't for season great? two because the way they set up the season two was perfect. Yep. Um, also, yep. I love that. Like, I'm like I, I had to pause. I'm like. I know this clown. And then I realized it's Will Arnett doing a voiceover because yes. I'm like, I was trying to picture who looks like that has that voice. And I was like, then I realized, Oh, they just didn't use the, the actor's yeah. voice. Exactly. Makes way oh, more sense. So great. With it. Uh, yeah. At which point all I saw was Bojack Horseman as an insane clown. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was pretty fun. Uh, been rewatching my Brooklyn nine nines, uh, listening to some, uh, some musics, uh, been been big on the Theo Katzman kick now uh, from Wolfpack. Uh, you know the, the stuff I've been normally yep. doing. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I haven't really been doing much of anything. It's just been kind of boring. <laughs> no, that's all right though. I'll take that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I did see. Uh, I did finish Echo. By the way, guys, and we oh, talked nice. about that last episode. Uh, super, super dug it. Love it. Yeah, it I was really, really good. But like it. I said, it does absolutely nothing to. Uh, you know, further well, the cinematic universe. I don't know how I, they, she might be introduced as a more mainstream character. Just I'm only saying that because between that show and between the what if episode, they're pushing the native American thing hard. So I think she might be integral to the story going forward. I, I would hope so I think it would be cool. Um, I'm not saying huge, but I don't know. That would be neat. But yeah, I, I did see that. So I enjoyed it. Yep, more representation is always a good yes. thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking rad, dude. I got to say. Isn't like, it? it just, yeah. It, it's always nice when you see the credits at the end. And it's like, hey, we'd like to thank the tribe that we yeah. worked with yes. to not make you guys look like fucking you yeah. know, cartoon characters. Like, that's, exactly. that goes a long way, man. Well, I mean, uh, that to, kudos to them that that whole what if episode was in Shotaw. The whole yeah, episode. Dude. There was not one English word spoken. Well, there was. No, it was Spanish. 
Because they even they even subtitled that, didn't they? We already established my Spanish is terrible, dude. So I couldn't well, tell you. No, but I just I don't remember if they spoke English in a Spanish accent, but I think they spoke Spanish with subtitles, the conquistadors in that episode. So like the whole episode yeah. wasn't in English, but it was so freaking. No, you you're right. You're right. They did. Yeah, he he did yeah. speak Spanish. You would be more comfortable going into the Puerto Rican barbershop than Maine. Like you probably <laughs> you, you, well, you would understand more. Mostly because he has hair. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. They would like me. More time in like barbershop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, right, tonight, folks, is, that's it. We're yeah. Done. I was going to say, this is how rusty we are. We, we just yeah. came to a dead fucking stop. Yeah. We're, All right. We're, so, we're doing uh, a movie, man. So, gentlemen, off. it's uh, time to go. <laughs> Terrible. Yes, it is. That was awful. Try again. I thought that was pretty That good. was so on the nose, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of hard. This 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 title is kind of on the nose. So, yeah, kind of. Um, I am doing tonight. I'm brought to the table for these gentlemen, <laughs> these fine gentlemen. Uh, the 2020 or 2019. It's listed as 2019, but it didn't come out. It came out in January 2020. Uh, the Gentleman by Guy Ritchie. Um, we've we've done. This is our third Guy Ritchie movie because. So you're saying he's we so have a type? Good. Yeah, I think we might. Um, he's so friggin' good. And his and his British gangster stuff is so good. Um, I love this movie. It I think I talked about it before, but so when I look at Edgar Wright and I look at Shaun of the Dead, that's my favorite Edgar Wright movie. But Hot Fuzz is a superior movie. Snatch might still be my favorite Guy Ritchie movie, but this to me is a superior movie it, it, it's a maturity I, i'm sorry I, th- I i think it is just in, in maturity and in, in in quality i'm not saying i can i see i understand what you're saying love the other movie better this may be you know like I mean? a, a a thing that I'm, i want i'm gonna surprise you go ahead eric <laughs> surprise me just surprise me that was- uh, that was the best, most awkward thing ever. <laughs> I um, know. I thought we froze for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Locking, what the fuck? We're off our rhythm, dude. Um, yeah, we are. We are. No, I was just going to say, uh, I'm with Doug, man. I like this better than Snatch. And I don't, okay. I, it may just be, um, like I, I mentioned off air, that I understood what everybody was saying. That, you know, that <laughs> it does help. That was cool. That helped. Um, but there's yeah. just something about it I just, I, I really liked. Well, I mean, We'll right. dig into it i'll, I'll get yeah. my my the reasons for my my take on this i do of course enjoy this i'm not gonna say i don't enjoy yeah. this i want to say it from him <laughs> I, I enjoy this movie it's probably gonna get a decent rating out of me um to me the biggest difference is production value of course this is way newer it's got way better abilities to be a better produced movie however this takes place in like the upper management levels of like the British crime and I'm more of a lower decks guy and snatch to me is more of a lower decks where you're dealing with the street level of the people and the, the, just the, this movie's also very meticulously planned. Whereas snatch is just a bunch of fuckery like happening. So oh, like, yeah, definitely. It's completely different. So yes. yeah, when you're for me, that snatch will always ring more true. Cause it's more street level, yep. lower decks and a bunch of just random fuckery versus this where it's a meticulous plan and it's, you know, the upper levels. It's it's the 1%. It's not the 99. I, I'm, I'm with the 99. Right. No, I totally get it. So I that, do, and I that's, respect that. I, I, I think you're right. That's you where know? my love of Snatch would always outweigh this because of that specific thing. Now, 
as a movie goes made, it's fucking excellent. Like, I can't, like, yeah, production yeah. values are way better. It's, but it's also one of the newest movies we've ever done on this show, so. That's true. No, that's can, very true. That's can very you true. say that again, but in a Bernie Sanders voice? Because <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think about when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's, that's my yeah, take on so. why I like Snatch better. But other than that, yep. I, I still nope, like this I get a it. lot. <laughs> I get it. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, yeah. So this movie came out in, uh, in January 2020 in the United States. Um, some cool, just a couple of cool little tidbits that I, I looked up. Um, so you Grant's in this movie and Matthew McConaughey's in this movie. And they didn't meet each other while the movie was filming. <laughs> really? The first, the first time they met each other in person was when they were both on the Graham Norton show to promote the movie, <laughs> which is, I think is really cool. And um, all the way back in 2020, four years ago, Guy Ritchie announced that he's writing a TV miniseries based on the movie. And guess what? It comes out in March. Um, yeah. So I, it's uh, there's not a lot of information on it. He's trying to keep it kind of secret. Theo James is in it. Um, I don't know if any of the characters from the movie will be in the TV show, but it's based on, uh, I think if I understand the one premise I read is that um, the son of one of the British lords where Mickey's farms are inherits the mansion and, and the land from his dad. And then, of course, he gets mixed up with Mickey. Oh, that's cool, um, man. Yeah, Vinnie Vinnie Jones is in it. Um, uh, Ray Winstone is in it. Okay. So like some heavy hitters are in it. Theo James plays the main character in it. So I'm very excited for that to come out in March. Nice. So that's the interconnected cinematic universe that we need, man. Like that's exactly. Cool. I love it. Um, I'm gonna switch non sequitur gears as well. So based on what I just talked about, there's another movie that I'll eventually get to. It came out in 2000 called Sexy Beast. Oh yeah, that's um, Eric's uh, that's autobiography British. movie. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, it's um, it's another British gangster movie. It has Ray Winstone and um, 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 Gandhi. You know who Gandhi? Who who played Gandhi? <laughs> oh my God, I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm just, so bad. Just... He played he he played the Mandarin. Who played the Mandarin? Oh. Um... Yeah, the Mandarin you, or the Mandarin? No, the the uh, the fake Mandarin. Ben Kingsley, Trevor Slattery, yeah. Ben Kingsley. Sorry, wow, that was just a complete yeah <laughs> lock. Uh, so it had those two in it. So anyway, on Paramount Plus there is a TV series called Sexy Beast that is a prequel to that movie. Oh, nice. Um, that we are we've watched the first three episodes and it's so good. I would highly recommend that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just Eric ben, eating ben? Chipotle. God damn it! Yes. Ben Kingsley played Gandhi. Yes, really? I didn't. He won know an that. Academy Award for it. Did yeah. he? Jesus Christ! He, he, oh, in man. Gandhi, the movie was called Gandhi, and he played Gandhi. Yeah. Wow, that that one flew Lost right over. Lost a bunch me. of weight and everything. Yeah, Look, that's where he came onto the scene. Colonialism is not done in India, apparently. <laughs> no. When will? When was Gandhi made? Like the nineties or something? No, the eighties, I think. The eighties, okay. Yeah, I think that was as far back as that. Because I feel yep. like I feel like if if Ben Kingsley played Gandhi, like in the movie was coming out this year, people would be like, "Whoa, hold on a second. Man. Yeah, no, that might not work. I, I also ben really Kingsley? hope there's a um a Bollywood production called Gandhi with the Wind. Oh my god! 
That sounds amazing. Good night, folks. <laughs> the show's over. I don't know how you could possibly top that. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you can. Gandhi came out in 82. Okay. All right. All right. Still yes. racist. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like the country. Hey, I came out in 82, yeah. too. <laughs> how about you, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <sighs> All right. Hey, wait a minute. Are we doing a movie? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. We got we to gotta roll. That was my fault. I sidetracked us on that. So. Uh, we open on meeting our protagonist, Michael Mickey Pearson. He's played by Matthew McConaughey. The aforementioned Matthew McConaughey. Um, he enters a pub, which is his pub. Uh, he asks the bartender for a pint and a pickled egg. Um, he sits down, and we're going to roll a clip in a second, but just real quick, another little bit of trivia. On the glass, you see a close-up of the glass being poured, and... It is called, uh, it says lore of the land on it. It's called English lore beer. And that's actually beer that's brewed by Guy Ritchie. And it's served at a pub that he owns in London with David Beckham. Oh, nice. So they plug that. So, and we're going to find uh, out if uh, we can actually do this and stay live. <laughs> there you go. So roll it. Bobby. What? I have a pint and a pickled egg. Come and try up. Who's there? Alright, so number one, I, I think we're watching a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell me that yeah. wasn't a commercial for Lincoln cars because like I, I really fucking swore like that. Like Oh yeah. Does he do the speech like in one of those sit commercials? Down and eat my, my pickled eggs. <laughs> I, I'm gonna find it because I really think he does this speech in one of the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> he could. He could. It's a great speech. I love it. It's short, but it's to the point. Yeah. I love it. Talks about being the king of the jungle. And, uh it doesn't look like he is the king of the jungle, though, at the end of that clip. So we'll see what happens. Um, so our opening credits roll um, over that song. And I had thought I noted who does the song, but he's a he does a lot of movie soundtracks. I forget his name, but it's a cool song. It sounds like an old Neil Young song, but yeah, it's, it not, yeah, it's yeah. not Neil Young. Um, 
So our opening credits roll, and now we see uh, we meet um, another one of our protagonists, Ray, played by Charlie Hunnam. I love Charlie Hunnam. Got a man me, crush me, on me Charlie too. Hunnam. Um, you know, Sons of Anarchy. Um, yep. Just anything. I, I'll watch anything he's in. I just dig the guy. Uh, he arrives home and he starts fixing himself some uh, some food and he finds out he's got a surprise guest in his house and we've got our second clip and before you roll it I got a lot of clips tonight folks oh yeah yeah <laughs> I got almost 50 minutes 5 we are really testing the boundaries of fair use exactly but, <laughs> but, uh, but because there's so many good quotes and scenes in, this in defense we are providing commentary and reactions to this so i exactly. don't see a problem here i mean this com- no, 100 qualifies is, as fair use there is no problem so yeah. uh go ahead joe roll a clip ching ching <laughs> Fletcher. Buenos tardes, Ramundo. <laughs> what did he I say? I should there? stab you with that fucking rolling pin. Oh, don't be cansy. I was just hoping we could have a cozy little drink together. So, I've got a meeting on Saturday at your favourite newspaper. As the best private investigator in this smoky little town. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. They are ready to put 150 grand in my pocket to give them some filth. Good for me, that. But in this case, it's bad for you. So Big Dave, editor extraordinaire, has developed a terrible antipathy for your boss and his licorice assortment of tasty mates. He's out to destroy it. And all those that cozy up to him, front cover, bosh. There will be blood and fucking feathers everywhere, my darling. That's a word, Fletcher. Starting to itch. Now, we both know that your boss has very, very deep pockets, and I would like to invite him just to have a teeny rummage in. What the fuck are you talking about? If you would be so kind as to furnish me with 20 million British pounds, I will give you everything memory cards, contact sheets, recordings, the lot, and a modest little screenplay I wrote all by myself. Hold on. We just went from 150,000 pounds to 20 million. That's a steep rise in 30 seconds. Yeah, but I would argue that you're lucky because that is nothing compared to what I could and perhaps should be asking. Oh, well, thank God you're not greedy, Fletcher, you deluded, shit-eating cunt. <laughs> Quite like it when you talk dirty to me. I can feel myself engorging. Come on, have a drink with me. It's really yummy. I looked it up at it. 1,500 quid? I didn't know you could spend that much on a bottle of scotch. I'm going to tell you a story to demonstrate why my quote is my quote. You play a game with me, Ray? I don't want to play a game. Please? No. I said play a fucking game with me, Ray. Lovely. <laughs> Don't be cunty. I love it. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stab you with a rolling pin. That would be cunty. <laughs> yeah, that's you, Grant. He steals this movie in every scene that he's in. I agree. He's so good. He's so good. And uh, yeah, he plays Fletcher, just a real piece of shit or a shit-eating cunt. Yes. 
as uh, Ray tells him. Um, so uh, Fletcher goes on to tell his story. And the cool thing is he tells it like he's a film director, like he's describing a scene or scenes as, as the story progresses. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting way to tell it. Um, he introduces uh, Mickey Pearson to us. Uh, we find out he's American born, obviously. Uh, he's a Rhodes Scholar. Um, he summed it up by saying he's born clever but poor. Um, so he does, he does get into Oxford University on a full scholarship, but he finds that his true vocation is as a grower and seller of weed. Um, we got a little bit of a montage that plays during this story uh, that shows what Mickey is willing to do uh, to further his business, which is pretty much anything. Um, he's not just a behind the scenes kind of guy. He gets messy, he gets dirty, he gets bloody, and he doesn't have a problem doing it. Um, so after many years in the business, Mickey is now ready to retire. Uh, so he plans on selling it. Um, he's been cultivating a relationship with a fellow American businessman named Matthew Berger, played by Jeremy Strong of succession fame. And Jeremy Strong is, in, is Matthew is another character that, yeah, choose the scenery and is amazing in this movie. It's uh, fantastic. Strong, kudos to him. He's, he's just so good. So good at it. So to get that, we have yet another clip. Hey, I'm just knocking it out Let's with the clips tonight. We're testing that fair use. <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of them. Back and forth, fuck knows where, presumably at the annual international drug dealers convention in Las Vegas. And they've done some small deals together, but now they're ready for the big one. Well, that was unexpected, Matthew. Now I understand why you're seated at the head of the table. Snuck that one right by me, didn't you, naughty little girl? Making a splash with the gentry. Oh, I like to make a splash whenever possible. Well, you also seem to understand the significance of a proper attire. Indeed, I do. I believe a sense of ownership is vital in every aspect of life, perhaps never more so than when it comes to wardrobe. For every look, there is a season, and for every season, a strategy. Now starts the alpha dance. They're not really talking about clothes, Raymond. Oh, fucking no. They're like a pair of old doggies sniffing round one another's intellectual assholes. It's a good, old-fashioned cock-off, Raymond. Michael, I'm looking forward to doing business together. May we excuse ourselves? Yes, please. We should say goodnight to our host. <clears throat> What do you think? I'm not sure. He's a fox. Foxes have a predictable nature. Trust this Jew about that, too. If you let him in the hen house, you can expect blood and feathers everywhere. There you go. And that's, uh, we're, we're a few minutes into the movie, and that's the second time blood and feathers has been used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fletcher used it first, and now, uh, now the lioness, uh, Rosalind, his wife, used it so um so after that meeting uh they get together again to further work on this deal for mickey to sell his business to uh matthew uh we learn that the price of this business is 400 million dollars or pounds pardon me um based on that price fletcher explains to ray that the 20 million dollar price tag for his silence is just uncomfortable enough to make everyone comfortable as he phrases it which is perfect um, so that's where he got that 20 million. He figures 400 to save 420 million is worth, worth the price. Um, so we jump to uh, Fletcher meeting with Big Dave. He's played by Eddie Marson, uh, another great actor. I love him. He's, uh, he's in uh, 
the Cornetto trilogy's uh, "The World's End" and as one of the one of the uh, the gang, um, so good. He's good in anything he does because he's a great character actor. He can he can play a proper Englishman or he can play a dirty scumbag like this guy uh, at the blink of an eye. So he's the editor of London's sleaziest newspaper. And uh, as Fletcher previously mentioned to Ray, Big Dave wants to burn Mickey to the ground, and he hires Fletcher to do the job. Fletcher then explains to Ray that he's actually doing him a favor, even offering him a partnership uh, in the film that he wants to make about the events at hand, the script he's trying to peddle. Um, so Ray is curious as to why Big Dave has such a hard on for uh, Mickey. And we get a quick scene where uh, we just find out it comes down to the fact that Mickey snubs him at a public event filled with a lot of what they call the gentry, the, uh, Brit the British aristocracy. Um, he snubbed him. He made him look stupid. He wouldn't shake his hand uh, yeah. because he doesn't Mickey doesn't like Big Dave. Um, and that's what set all these events into motion. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's great the way he does it. He just he won't shake his hand. And, yeah. and then, of course, the, the guys that Big Dave is hanging out with all get on his ass about it. Um, you know, so yeah. it's it's cool. I love how fucking British that is. You know <laughs> oh, I mean? God. Right. Like I'm so offended that this guy wouldn't shake my hand that I'm basically gonna start a chain of events yeah. that's gonna snowball into murder and right? mayhem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so pretty awesome. So the question comes: We we're back to uh, Matthew and, and Mickey having a conversation in in a Land Rover as they drive, um, and the question comes up as to how Mickey can grow 50 tons of what they call White Widow super cheese. I didn't know that ever <laughs> is what weed is called. <laughs> But White Widow Super Cheese, uh, how can he grow 50 tons of that a year without getting caught? Um, and he, uh, we, we find out that he partners with England's aristocracy to build underground farms on their estates. See, for some um, reason, I quickly, thought White Widow yeah. Super Cheese was grown when there was a couch with four guys standing behind it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So we find out that that a lot of these lords and ladies that own these estates with these gigantic castle mansions on them are not as cash rich as they may lead on. Um, there's a lot of upkeep when it comes to these places. And there's actually laws in place that they have to keep them at a certain level of, of repair and everything. So Mickey goes in and agrees to take care of them. Uh, give them million, a million or millions of dollars, you know, pounds a year in order to set up on their estates. And he builds underground farms uh, to cultivate the weed. So um, Mickey brings Matthew to a rusty shipping container at the end of a country road. And we've got our next clip. It's a spectacular business, Michael. Such a shame it will go bankrupt in 10 years when things go legal in the great UK. And you want me to pay top dollar for it? A nugget under half a yard? That is the price. Now step inside and I'll show you what half a yard gets you. Ooh, delightful tool shed for $400 million. Is the ball peen hammer included? Of course it is. Now let me show you the nails. Head. Carry on, chaps. 
this green and pleasant land. Those are some nails. Location, staff, technology. So you're buying the substructure for the superstructure to come. And with purchase, you would inherit the best sites available, the finest botanist and herb sommeliers in the world, as well as the most innovative marijuana technology on the planet. And when this little piggy goes to legal market, and the demand way outpaces the supply, these locations, these green-fingered botanical boys, as well as my superior technology, will be at a premium. And you would own them all. Did you know it took 15 years after alcohol prohibition ended back home for the legal market to scratch that itch? 15 years. And that's if you do nothing with it. Yes, it's a win-win, no matter how you look at it. And I'm not greedy. You and I both know that 400 million is a fair and generous asking price. Especially considering that once this game's kosher, it's going to be worth somewhere between 200 billion and, well, half a trillion pounds annually. Weed. Bush. Skunkamola. White Widow Super Cheese. <laughs> it's the new gold rush. This is the thin end of a very fat wedge, sir. If it's such a fat wedge, why don't you keep it? You see, I've developed a reputation as a man who came up the hard way. You could say that there's blood on these pretty white hands. But in the new business, once legal and under the jurisdiction of the respectable umbrella of ministry, Stereolegitimacy. legitimacy, an enterprise like this will need a face with a clean past, which sadly, I do not possess. Retirement doesn't sound so bad. Long walks in the countryside, pruning roses with my better half, raising some cubs. I've earned it. Look, we both know growing is only 50% of the business. I need your European connections. I've seen how the sausage is made. Now tell me about the butcher shops. Well, that comes later, Matthew. When the money's in escrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. As someone who's relatively familiar with like the cannabis industry yeah. and weed in general, if somebody called it skunkamola, <laughs> I would instantly know, oh, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever used that term. To describe marijuana before skunkamola <laughs> get the fuck out of here mcconaughey i think i gotta get into the weed now just to change that just, <laughs> just to, to fucking change it just to normalize the the term exactly i gotta get it i gotta get into that whole culture just so i can i can start calling it skunkamola that feels like make a skunkamola great again yeah yeah with the yeah. red hat and stuff a green hat sorry yeah um yeah, that feels like a McConaughey note where he was like, hey, I was looking at the script and I thought, you know, I'd, I'd just, you know, just play with it a little bit, just add a little bit of flavor, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's falling you're in, absolutely. do your thing. Fucking, you know, you're the, you're the, uh, we're lucky to have you, McConaughey. It's like, all right, all right, all right. So you had a little uh, skunk of mola on there. What do you think of that? Some cheddar white cheese, some skunkity funkity bunkity. But you know, he you, says it with flair. But, but, but you know, Matthew, we didn't write that in the script. It'd be a lot cooler yeah. if you did. <laughs> Zing! Exactly. Yeah, skunkamola. No, I love it. 
So, uh, so Fletcher, we're back to Fletcher telling his story to Ray. Uh, we are about to meet another antagonist in this story. His name is Dry Eye. He's played by Henry Golding. Um, it gets a little bit racist here. Uh, <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. The, I didn't pull the clip, but I will read kind of what he says. Um, Fletcher describes him as a Chinese James Bond. Um, he says, "Ricensed to kill. <laughs> kill. So that's really bad. Yeah, you know, it should have been rises to cur. <laughs> yeah, we don't like it. Um, we don't want to look at how I typed it in my notes. Um, but, <laughs> but I like how you're uh, trying to legitimately make the person who's a bad person not racist. I'm like, no, I know he I would know. be racist. This is just yes, he would be everything. You're absolutely right. So it's not like we we're, were we're making a character who's a good person into a racist. Like it's no, a bad person true. to start with. He's not a nice person, exactly. Oh. Uh, we learn that dry ideals and everything from stolen goods to human trafficking. There's a quick scene of him at a, down at the port and they got people in the containers there and whatever. I don't even know what he says about them, but you know, they got engine motors and all, you know, engine motors. It's kind of redundant car motors that they have all sorts of stuff. So uh, we finally get to meet the queen of our story, uh, the lioness, Mickey's wife, Rosalind. What a fucking badass. I mean, is. we did technically meet her in that scene earlier. No, we did. Right. But we get to properly meet her. Okay. okay. And we get to see she is one of, she is the baddest ass in this movie, in my estimation. That's how fucking it's a bit sexist. Like, killer she is. That's a bit sexist, Doug. No, no, it's not. A badass is a badass. Um, she's just an absolute, she's ruthless. And she is, she is the reason Mickey is where he is. I mean, She's amazing. I absolutely love her. And she is played by, because I forgot to put it in my freaking notes, Michelle Dockery. Um, Dickery, Dickery Doc. Yeah. Um, I forget who the role was originally supposed to go to. My brain is really not working. Anyway. Oh, Kate Beckinsdale. She was supposed to do the role, but she backed out for personal reasons. And uh, And the world is better for it. No. Personal reasons. Yeah, she, she had, had to some make she had a death in the she had a death in the family at the time and oh, some other right. stuff that went on. No, Kate Beckinsdale would have killed in that role. But she not, would have. I mean, yes, but this role was done right. So no, no, no. Well, here's the funny thing: is that Guy Ritchie had Michelle Dockery waiting in the wings just in case something like this happened. Like he was ready to go. So she was the understudy. Yeah. So um, so that's that that was cool. So she's just amazing. Um uh, we see her pull up to her, um, and I have a note here, and it's true. She is the only chink in Mickey's otherwise intr- impenetrable armor. Like he, he, the love he has for her, the love they have for each other, is so deep and strong that it's the only thing. If you want to get under his skin, start fucking with his wife, and um, we'll find out later what happens. Oof. She arrives at a car repair shop and quickly takes charge. She gets everybody in line, including Mickey. Who's in there, you know, having one of her workers test his weed. <laughs> oh, what's funny is we're going to find out in like Fast and the Furious 70, 75 that she's like related to Jason Statham somehow. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be so great if they crossed universes. That'd be so fucking great. Um, so we find out that Mickey's dropped by for, for a spot of tea with his wife. And he just drops this little hint. And it, it comes up later in the movie, too. And it's so great. He just looks at her. You know, a little sexy glint in his eye, and he goes, "Any chance?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> <Not now." laughs> she just shuts him the fuck down, and he just backs off. But it just, any chance? I just fucking love it. 
so Mickey, Mickey explains to her that uh, he's confident the deal is going to go through. Uh, but Rosalind reminds him that getting out of the game may, see, may be seen as a sign of weakness, so be ready to stamp out any fires that start. Um, so again, she's there to protect him. And, and Mickey knows that already, but she's there to drive the point home. And I dig that. I really do. Uh, so uh, Fletcher and Ray continue their banter outside in, in Ray's garden, um, where Fletcher admires Ray's barbecue. It eats and eats and <laughs> cooks a steak. It's great. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. And apparently um, that barbecue was designed specifically by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a nice little hibachi. And he's probably got one in his backyard. Isn't it cool? It's it very is. cool. So uh, Fletcher being Fletcher has no problem asking Ray if he has a steak. <laughs> yep. Um, because you know why? Because he he really does think he's in a driver's seat at this point. Like he thinks oh, he's yeah. got everything figured out. Mm-hmm. And um, so he why not ask for a steak? Oh, you yeah. Because Ray's going to do anything he can to make sure this happens for, for Fletcher. So Ray heads inside to retrieve the steak and we see that he's also storing a body in the same freezer as his frozen meats. Um, we don't know who it is yet, but we are of course going to find out. Um, we are back at Rosalind and uh, Rosalind's and uh, dry eye pays a visit. Uh, he's there to offer her the container that we saw him looking at earlier with the stolen engines and, uh, and car rims. Um, she can have it all at no cost if she arranges a meeting with Mickey for him. Um, we jump back to Fletcher who describes dry eye, uh, explaining that he's going around dry eyes going around his boss, uh, a man named Lord George, who we'll meet in a little while. Um, we've got another clip where we're going to see the meeting with Mickey and dry eye. And this one's a little long, but it's so fucking cool. He got his little sit down with Michael, didn't he? Bold move that coming in heavy sanctions or unsanctioned by the dragon head himself Lord George he's a naughty boy that George but dry eye oh he's next generation and them Chinamen they upgrade quicker than I fucking phones is he making moves is he breaking out on his own big man prans behind Lord George's back to be fair it's very nicely played with a hundred grand's worth of free car parts because everyone knows that the way to a man's heart is through his wife. You'd make a lovely wife, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I love their relationship. It's so great. Thank you for taking the time to see me, Michael. Lord George sends his best. I only took this meeting because Raz asked me to. Make sure to never approach her like that again. I meant no disrespect. How can I help? I understand you're getting out. Getting out? Getting out of what? Bed? My head? The closet? Don't flirt with me, Jai. I'm a busy man. I hear you're getting out of the game. And I would like you consider an offer. Look, let me stop you right there so you don't waste any more of your precious breath, young man. This is not a discussion for the two of us. Unlike the salt and pepper, it's not on the table. (laughs) This is a big number. 
for sale. And even if I was, you're several zeros short. Now, you may be able to buy your man's sausage for that, but to me, it just looks rude at breakfast. You are out of touch. You're forgetting the laws of the jungle looking down on me. Now, when the silverback's got more silver than back, you best move on. Before he gets moved on. It's not dignified. It's beneath you, Michael. I'm trying to do you a favor. This is a big fucking number. This is a big fucking gun. I know, I know. It's just having a bit of fun. <laughs> Every movie needs a bit of action, doesn't it? And it's not like Michael doesn't have a reputation. I... A reputation. It's been gentrified. Yeah. Here goes now. I know how you lot love fables, so let me share a little fable with you. There once was a young and foolish dragon who came to ask a wise and cunning lion about acquiring his territory. Now the lion, he wasn't interested, so he told the little dragon to fuck off. But the dragon couldn't understand what fuck off meant, so he persisted and continued to ask the lion about acquiring his territory. So the lion took the little dragon for a walk and put five bullets in his little dragon head. <clears throat> End of story. Now, allegedly, there's a message in there. I don't know what it is, but you're a clever boy, Dry Eye. Maybe you can explain it to me. I think your time's up, chaps. Michael, you should read this. I bet Mickey was pleased he took that meeting, wasn't he? Yes, it went very well. Yeah. Do you want the top or the bottom? The bottom place, darling. I had to leave that line in. I couldn't, I couldn't cut it more that <laughs> I'm glad you did. It's so good. It's just the, the flirting that Fletcher does with Ray is just, it's unbelievable. It's so good. And I, I don't know, I, hopefully people are just staring at the clips when this happens. But if you're looking at me, I'm just sitting there with a shitty grin on my face because I know it's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I just I just absolutely love it. During the clips, like, I actually take us off the screen. I No, uh, that's so great. Um, smart. Real quick, Joe, when when we had to check on the timestamp times the other night. Yeah. It took me way longer because I couldn't not watch the scene. <laughs> I, nice. I, just, I, I had to watch them because they're just all so good. So uh, yeah, no, I was I, I was to... happier than a pig in a shit factory when I found out I could actually play the clips. 
Yes. Yeah. So great. It's fucking so great. amazing, dude. It's so fun yeah. to see it like that. I was going to mention quickly because there's such a, a huge visual focus in the scene on the tea and the milk. Yes. And this is a very British thing. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Do you know like how fucking religious the British get about milk and tea? Like, do you understand why it's uh, heralded as being like the best drink? No. Cause they, really. cause British people have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> so milk and coffee right yeah the acidity of the coffee causes the proteins in the milk to coagulate so those two even though it's a blend of two liquids they actually stay separated and on a, a chemical level okay mm. but milk and tea there's something chemically a reaction that occurs where it becomes one unified um liquid oh wow so if you get that deep into it, and you would have to be British to get that deep into it, because yeah. Americans are largely stupid. No. You know, you start talking about a city, and what the fuck you talk? Coffee? <laughs> I'll take your acidity. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's if interesting. you want to see the separation between Americans and British with tea, just watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. If you watch Ted Lasso, you understand. Yeah. That. Last time they brought a boat full of tea here, it didn't work out so well. No, it didn't. Did it? <laughs> Get her done. Bring it, bitches. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like Doug's uh, cowboy accent. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> he sounds All like right. he sounds like every prospector from a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 pretty much my model. That's all I got. That's all I'm I got a San Francisco on. 49er. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How are, how's the game exactly. going? I can't. I don't have Fox. So I can't uh, watch it. Is it? Are the Lions still winning? Hold on. They better be. Probably. I want the Lions to win. Hold on one second. Uh, fuck. It's 27 to 24, San Francisco. What? God really? Damn it. There's eight minutes left in the in the game. Oh, that's fucking a. Time. That's Look, we can't time. have two red teams in the Super Bowl. This is just not going to work for my my colorblindness. I don't dislike San Francisco. I really Me don't. I'll root for them hard if they get in, but I so want Detroit to get in. They they've earned this. All right, we'll see. There's still time left. Look, can um, Conahay do the whole lion speech again in Detroit? <laughs> like, right about the king of the jungle. They got to step it up. So. Yeah. So Fletcher further shares his knowledge of the entire story uh, by telling Ray. Um, that he even knows about the fact uh, he even knows about the rat infestation, as he calls it, at one of Mickey's farms. And we cut to the same farm that that he brought Matthew uh, to, and we see a van pull up, and out gets this crew, and we're going to learn that they are called the Toddlers, which I fucking love that name. Look, Doug, I, I hope you know I almost added a clip here because I wanted to play the music video, but I didn't because you didn't put it in there. I know. I it just the reason I didn't is because I would have just let's just play the whole movie. That's yeah. the problem. Like I have so many clips and I wanted to but play so many more. Their rap song is so Ali G, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's Bugsy Malone. I it's so he's so fucking good. You know? Yeah. Um. So we see we see this crew get out of the van. Uh, they go through the secret door downstairs. Uh, it's there that they're met by the local crew that works there. Uh, you know, part of Mickey's gang. Uh, they're surprised to see him, but they are ready for a tussle. Um, but we see that this gang, the toddlers, they're setting up video cameras before they even start fighting. And then uh, we cut to another scene 
And this might be my favorite little scene in the movie because really Colin Farrell is a treasure. <laughs> He's my favorite character in this movie, by the way. He, I, 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 I'm with you. I am totally with you on this. So Colin Farrell plays coach. Yep. The only name we know him by plays coach and he's in a fish and chip shop. So roll the clip, Joe. What is the smell of we in here? <laughs> the fuck is this joke, man? Don't stand near me, son. You got your mouthwash muddled up with cat piss. <laughs> Take two steps back and wait your turn. Yeah, fuck off, old man. I'll wet you. The only thing you can wet your underpants, son. Now, back two steps. Chew. Come on. Chew. You're up, bro. Come on. Yeah. Fucking do it. Fucking do it. I love Now, if you're gonna stab, stab, Trigger. Don't, you know, dance. What are you, like a Four Tops tribute act or something? The four skins, the red skins. Whoa, 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 here come the Indians. Bit of the old northern soul, is it, boys? Putting the gay back in Marvin Gaye. I'm on fire over ah. here, lads. Come on, I need some back and forth. Come on, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? Now make it quick. Make it funny. Fuck you. Jeez, that's disappointing. No, no, not that. Go again. Go again. Now, make it sharp. Cut me with it. Fucking do, man. Fucking do. I'm fucking do. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Come on down to the gym, we'll see what we can do with you. Hang on. Are you the coach? Coach is Ernie. Oh, shit. Shit, it's a fucking coach, bro. Fucking coach. Ernie, what is it? Ball's in the back of the net. We've rung the bell here, and we're going to include you. You're our mentor. <clears throat> well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't like the sound of it. You've landed a load of sticky bush. Listen to me now, Ernie. Walk away. It's too late. We're at the gym now. I'm loading the van. You took my van. Wait there. I'll be back in ten minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Coach, he's so good. Yeah. I just um, got hung up on stinky bush. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've had too many beers for that not to be funny. Didn't he say sticky bush? Oh, yeah. You're right. See, it's the accent. Fucks me up. All right. Yeah. See, it's said sticky bush, which even I know isn't. Yeah, it's, it's worse. It's worse. Arguably. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so coach gets a call from uh, the one of the toddlers. Um, that's Ernie. Um, and uh, coach is not happy. He doesn't know what's going on yet, but he knows they did something stupid. Uh, so. Uh, Ray is now with Mickey and, and, and Roz, and he shows them a YouTube video of the altercation down in the, in the farm, uh, between the toddlers and Mickey's crew. And it does not go at all well for Mickey's crew. Like they get their asses beat like badly and it's done to a music video. Uh, and it is great. Joe is right. You got, you got to check it out. It's, it's a great song and it's great action. They really beat the crap out of the crew. 
Um, they even have one of one of Mickey's crew even is is even at the house and just being asked what happened. And even he admired how <laughs> badly they got their asses kicked. <laughs> he was very impressed with the youngins. Um, so um, yeah, so um, we see uh, a pissed off coach. He arrives at the gym to admonish the boys about the whole thing. Um, and it's here we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the stream going. I'm just gonna play some uh, music from our good buddy Will Lehu Energy Weapon while we yes. uh, nice. take a break here in the background, and uh, we'll be back in you know five or so minutes. Stretch your legs, folks. That's yeah. what we're doing. All right. Hi, friend. Uh, this is Eric Pabone, and I'm here to talk to you about art of Eric Pabone. That's what I do. You may be familiar with some of my work. Um, you know, I've drawn some weird shit for Tom and Dan, semantics, just generally for people around town. Or you might be familiar with my work from this show, where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time. You can make weird fucking commission requests. That's right. Hit me up. Uh, visit artofericpabone.com or find me on social media at artofericpabone. And I would be happy to, for money, of course, draw anything your twisted heart desires. Again, that's artofericpabone.com. 